Hey, Senda. Hey, Phil. Uh, you want to talk about going to Origins? Uh, yeah, I do. So this is going to be a grab bag episode? Oh, you know it. We're on uh-huh. a short timetable. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> Cue music. And welcome to Pandas Talking Games. Uh, I'm your host traveling from the north, Phil. And I am your other host traveling from the west, Senda. I guess that makes me a reverse elf? I don't know. So tonight is the first of two grab bag episodes that we are going to be doing for June as we get ready and go to Origins. So as usual, we have to kind of fill up that time and get that stuff recorded before we leave. So tonight and next week, we're going to do grab bags. Um, and then the week after, which will be the one we record when we, when we get back, will be our Origins recap episode. Also, if you're listening to this episode as it is dropping on June 10th, you may want to jump into the Misdirected Mark Twitch channel tomorrow night, June 11th, 8 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Just saying. No reason. No reason. Just saying. No reason. Just saying. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Just no reason. Secret. Secret guest. Very secret. Uh, that's, 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 uh, that's what I've been told. We're going right. to have a it's secret a guest on the show. It's a yeah. vicious rumor. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Cool. Cool. All right. So, um, Senta said we're heading out to Origins, and we thought we'd just give you the highlights of what we're going to do while we're there. Uh, And then in two weeks, we'll come back and tell you how we did. Yeah. So, uh, let's start off by talking about what games uh, we're running at Origins. Yeah. So, (laughs) at Origins this year, I am running all of the Turning Point. All of it. All the Turning Point. Yeah, you are. Yes. I mean, sometimes we split this job, but yeah. this time uh, it's all you. It's all me. You know, we, we just we just drew the line in the sand and I'm all turning point all the time. Um, running it three times, once a day for three different days. That's about uh, it. I'm opposite of you. <laughs> yep. Uh, I am running three different hydro hackers. Yeah, that's so. what I'm saying. The line in the sand. We're just like, you're going to be H2O guy. I'm going to be turning point gal. Yeah. So I'm running the 2017 adventure um, Busted Main. Which I still adore, right? That's still That's one of my one. favorite ones. Yeah. Um, I'm going to run the 2018 coming up short. And now the new 2019 adventure, Blue Europa. Yeah. Which is, um, which is about a corporation that is hosting a shareholders party. Uh, and they have purchased a block of Blue Europa. It is pure, unadulterated water from uh, Europa, mm-hmm. from the ice mines on Europa, that has never been mixed with anything else. It is the most opulent piece of ice and drinkable water there is possible, and the players are going to steal it. Yeah, this is the yeah. only Hydro Hackers adventure I have not played. <laughs> uh, only because I've just written it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so anyway, all right, so that's those are the games we're running. We have a couple off-book games. I'm running, you're playing. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be playing uh, The Warren. Uh, with some misdirected mark folks, and we're doing a Sunday morning swords with some also awesome misdirected mark folks. I am actually quite in love with both the groups I got when I put out the call. Like both groups that are playing both of those games are going to be super excellent. So I'm really looking forward to getting to play a little off book stuff. Yeah, uh, we're also doing some talks. Yeah, we are. We're doing a couple of them. We are doing. If you're at Origins, come see us. We are doing a pandas talking panel. 
at 10 a.m. on Saturday, and uh, there will be adorable prizes. I come prepared. So uh, we better actually prep that. I yeah. we have two hours this time, yeah. don't we? Yeah, yeah, we do. We have two hours. Yeah, I um, mean, we're going to be answering questions. That's primarily what we're going to yeah, do is answer questions. We're probably going to rip a bunch of questions off of our topics list, um, oh and then we'll just fill, you know, time with those questions unless people have direct questions for us from the actual audience. And, you know, if we do that, it occurs to me, maybe we should try to record that. <laughs> no. I'm No, I have a little handheld shitty recorder. We can just put it on the table between us. It will sound horrible and we'll release you it to can... our patrons. You can ask Chris for the Zoom, and oh. we can try to record it, but I think if you recall, every attempt to record a talk at a convention never works the way we think it's going to, but you can try. No, no, it's fine. Um, We've released should, them before. But if we're going to do it, get the Zoom. Yeah. Don't, don't, I mean, just see if Chris will give you the Zoom, because he's got one that, he's got, he's, bringing, he's got one. Oh, yeah, we'll, f- we'll figure out these details off the All air. All right. Um, <laughs> 8, uh, 8 p.m., 7 p.m., 7 p.m., on yeah, Saturday uh, is the misdirected Mark Hoedown. I, I don't remember exactly what it's called. But, Extravaganza. Um, yeah, it's the misdirected Mark Extravaganza where as many hosts from misdirected Mark shows possible are all going to cram together in one panel. It's going to be a lot of advice and a lot of fan service. Yeah, um, last so it's year there, be was, a little... there was singing. Yes, there is singing. I don't know if we're that organized this year for singing, but... I don't know. Um, I, I better get working on it quick if I am. I think we should have, like, raccoon mask coloring party and, Oh, like... man. But anyway, we're all going to be hanging out, and um, we'll definitely be talking about the show, the network, as well as, like, having a good time. Yep, and we uh, have cool dice for a bunch of our different shows. Oh, so if yes. you're going to be there, please don't be shy. Come say Hi. Um, I know I'll be carrying at least uh, the She's a Super Geek dice and the Pandas Talking Games dice around with me. I'll try and make sure that Phil has some on his person as well. Oh, I should have some misdirected Mark and dice. Some and some misdirected Mark dice. Yeah, and Chris will yeah, have yeah. misdirected Mark dice. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. we should totally do that. Yep. Uh, we also have a social event, um, which I think is pretty much booked right yeah, at this point. <laughs> it's pretty much booked because if anybody else joins, I'm going to have to totally rearrange the catering setup. So Yeah, so that's not happening. So we're so full up. We're full up for the, 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 the I mean, if, if you are there on Thursday and you would like to join us for dinner, reach out and ping me. We are probably full up, but it, you can absolutely check with me and I will let you know if anything has changed. So basically, if you're heading out to Origins this week, Everybody travel safe and have fun, hopefully, listening to us on the road, maybe even. And we hope that we get to see everybody at the convention. Super exciting. And hit us up on social media if you're looking for us. We will totally do our best to keep up with that and uh, try and catch people. Yeah, absolutely. For social media, uh, actually hit us up on our actual Twitters. Actual Twitter. Yep. Yep. I mean, because the show is sometimes tricky, but you should hit us up on Send Out and Phil. I mean, I check the show. Okay. (laughs) All right. With that out of the way, let's jump into our questions for tonight. Tonight's questions come from GM Gerrymander, who coincidentally is our ride to Origins. Thanks, Jerry. So it seemed only fair to answer his questions. Yeah, I agree. All right. So question number one, GM Gerrymander asks, previously you mentioned grab the hook. What do you do as a player if the GM puts a hook out that nobody wants. Yeah. So send a really quick, go back and recap about what we mean by grab the hook. So what we mean by grab the hook is when the GM dangles a plot in front of you, don't go, ew, it looks like a worm and go the other way. Take the hook. Right. 
That's what we mean. We mean take the hook. We mean take the plot hook when when the GM says there's a mountain over here with a dragon on it, and you sat down with a description at a convention of a game about a mountain and a dragon. Go to the mountain with a dragon. Don't say I would rather clean up my farm over here. Let's spend three hours shopping and or planting seeds because that's not what you signed up for. Yep. And so in a nutshell, what we're talking about is um, we're talking about engaging the plot of the story, right? The GM typically has prepped some sort of plot for the story and a good player, because I think that's the thing we were talking about where this originally came from was what does it make to be a good player? Yep. A good player grabs the plot presented in front of them and goes forth uh, so that the game progresses forward. Yes. Now, that was all predicated on the idea that the hook is good. Yes, right? like, it was. What, what the GM is putting out there is good. Yeah. But Jerry brings up a great question, which is what do you do if the GM is putting out something nobody wants? So with that in mind, I thought we would look at three different types of games because I think the answer to this is different for the three different types of games. And the first one is the convention game. Yeah. Followed by doing a one shot with your home group. And then lastly, doing um, a campaign with your home group. Right. I I mean, so to me, and I'm just going to say this, to me, there is sort of a sliding spectrum between convention game one shot and home game one shot. I don't necessarily think that you have to treat them totally differently, but it's going to share some ideas why I think that it's going to vary along that spectrum based on how comfortable you feel having sat down at that convention game. Right? Like, because you can treat it the same as a home one shot sometimes if you're comfortable with it. Sometimes you uh, might not. Yeah, no. <laughs> we can we'll, we can disagree we'll on that. We'll debate this in a second. We can debate it in a second as we get into the stuff that, that we should do. Right? So, well, yes. that makes me really interested. I want to know what you would do in a convention game in this situation. All right. So, in a convention game, uh, so in a convention game, I think... If you so if you've read the description of the game and you sit down at the table, um, and those two things match up, right? So you sit down, you read it in the convention booklet that uh, you're going to a mountain to kill a dragon. Yep. And the adventure is called like to kill a dragon. Yep. And then um, you sit down to play, and there's a mountain that has a dragon in it. Yeah. Uh, it's your job as a convention player to go to the mountain, kill the dragon. Yeah. Ma- right. Make it work. <laughs> right. So if you so in this case. In this case, in a convention game, I think you only have two options if you don't like the hook, right? The first one is, the first one is, uh, just go with it, yep. right? So assuming that nothing is unsafe uh, or anything like that, right? So yeah, assuming that you know, assuming that when you get to the table, the hook isn't like, let's go murder an orphanage, yeah, um, or that it's not a bait and switch suddenly, exactly, right? yeah. Right. But assuming on good faith, um, and and it's just a hook that isn't very interesting. I think as a convention player, you got to just make that happen. Yeah. Like you just got to be like, well, I am a farmer and it seems dumb for me to go to this mountain, but internally to make this game work, what do I need to do to make that workable for me? Right. And then go do it. Right. Clearly my farmer boy has always had aspirations of grandeur. And if he saves the princess, then he will be rich forevermore. Um, Right. Or the... The dragon killed my grandfather um, like 20 years ago when he was, you know, plowing the fields. Right. And this is like, my chance I, for vengeance. Exactly. Like, no one told you that. You just make that up and make that bold statement, right? right. Like, yeah. Okay. So that's the first one. The second option is uh, open door. Yeah. 
because you don't the have to play the game. Politely, you don't have to play the game, right? Mm-hmm. But if, but again, and and if it was, and if bad faith is involved, absolutely, open door, just walk out. Please do. Um, but if it's in good faith, I think that you have to just make it happen. See, I see, I, and I think the reason that I was talking about this as a spectrum is I think that both of those options are still available to you in a home one shot. Right? I do. Yeah. I think there's just an additional option. Right. There is an additional option because in a home one shot, you can actually, but this is where I get to the sliding scale, but I think you can have a little bit more conversation about it. Yeah. I think right? that, so I think in a home one shot where you have um, a little more familiarity with the GM and a little more time, right? Because yeah, when I say convention flexible. game, right? Because a convention game, you're under the gun, yep. but a home one shot, like you potentially have more time because uh, it could spill into a second session or whatever. Um you can take some time to kind of rework motivation See, or ask some clarifying questions. Like, why is it, why is it as a farm boy, I, I want to go into this mountain? Right. Right. And then like the, and then the GM could be like, well, you know, because of this, this, and oh, okay, cool. I totally didn't get that. Right. right. And that's, see, that's totally fine. I think to a certain extent, depending on your comfort level with a convention game, you can do that at a convention too. But I think it does depend on how you feel when you sit down at the table. And if you look at that GM and they're like shaking in their boots and this is the first time they've ever run at a convention, like be nice, just take the damn hook, just make it work somehow, just do it. Right. You know, but like, I, so it's, it's, it is something I think you I have agree. to I agree. I'm less. Sorry. Yeah. I'm less apt to do it at a convention game. Yes, I agree. Yep. I think it. Because it, I, I, I most likely either don't know the GM yep. or we're under a heavy time constraint and it's on me. Like I consented because I already read the, the thing. Yes. It's on me to make this go, like make this happen. Agree. And I have, okay. I have, I will say one last thing about this and then we'll move right along. I have literally run um, the damn um, all out of bubblegum convention game that I have run frequently so many times, which is Hitchhiker's Guide. I will literally sit down at the table and just say to the players, because I don't have time in two hours to try to force them into this. I'm like, hey guys, we're going to work on the assumption that there is some reason and you tell me what it is or work it up in your head, whatever it is, that you are going to work with the people at this table to get out of this situation. I don't care that you've never met them before in your life. You tell me how that works. Um, Like, we're just, we're not going to like try to role play that out. We got two hours. This is how it's going. Okay, go. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. And I think that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine as well. I think it's perfectly fine for a GM to tell players like, hey, you're doing this thing. Yeah. Like that's not a negotiable part of the game, right? Like when I would when I did Redwater Blues, it was like, hey, you're launching this project called Blue Babies. You know, here's what the project is. What is your personal stake in it? Like right. there was no <laughs> there was no like, there's hey, no, do you want to do this project? There's no wiggle it was, room. Yeah. It is, now I will. Uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, that, that gets back a little bit into GMing and how you present the hook because there is a skill to like, here's what you're doing and don't start them so far away from the action that they have the option to back out of it. Right. <laughs> like, Hey, when you're editing this later, yeah. remind me that we should do a show on good hooks. Oh yeah. We should totally do a, totally do a ding. Because Kay. yes, because there is totally a whole show on how to do hooks properly for different types of games. Good. And that's not this show. So we can move right along. Nope. Let me just do the campaign one real quick. Yeah. If uh, you don't mind. Not at all. Um, when we talk about campaign games, we're talking about multiple sessions of the same game. If the hook is consistently bad, not one time because every GM's off once, um, 
But if the hook isn't working for you game after game, there is a misalignment between what the GM thinks the motivation of the game is and what you, the players, think the motivation of the game is. And that is something that can be resolved with a conversation. So um, if you are routinely getting adventure hooks from the GM and you're like, these are stupid, I don't want to do these, like, why are we doing them? Then clearly you have different motivations of what you, of what you think should be motivating you in the game. And the GM clearly has another idea of what should be motivating you in the game. And they are not lined up. Yep. Um, it is relatively easy to fix. Yep. One just has to um, have that conversation and hash it out. Yep. Agree. Yeah. Okay, cool. Are you good with that? That was like yeah, we no. just bl- we just we just like blitzed through that oh, no, <laughs> through that thing. That one's the one that I completely agreed with. There's no further. Okay. Right. And are are you good with the I mean cuz we were kind of going fast. Are you good with the one-shot stuff? Like I think we were kind of on the same page. Oh yeah, no, right? we're totally on the same page. It's just I was I was blending them together a little bit in the gray area in the middle. Yeah, and I think there is because I think what you're thinking about is the convention game that's run by your friends. Well, that or I mean, yes. And then also like the convention game that's run by the friends I didn't know I had till I sat down at the table, but like we're yeah. super clicking because that totally happens, right? It doesn't happen every time, but it absolutely happens. It does happen. So, and I think, um, and it is okay. I just, I also think like, like you said, um, since a lot of people who are um, GMing at cons um, may not have a lot of experience, may be kind of nervous. Yeah. Um, be nice. Rattling them about motivation. Yeah. Don't, don't like, shake them down. Be yeah, nice. like if you can if you can do the work yourself, yeah, to make a motivation, do it, make that happen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're we gonna do All the right. second question like super duper yeah. quick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we should be good. Okay, you uh, you ask. GM Gerrymander asks, "What sort of bags do the ditch lilies use today?" Okay, so I'm gonna jump in real quick because I want to let Phil talk about the bags, right? Because uh-huh. he's our local expert. So to give you a review of our ditch lily band members quickly we have lily who is the lead singer and lead guitarist uh she's very messy and polyromantic and just sort of and messy and messy messy polyromantic all of those things all just she's a walking beautiful disaster that's lily and i love her anyway moving right along Don't look up my fanfic. Anyway, then we have Megan, who is the drummer. Um, She's also a mathematical genius. She's the person that Lily always ends up going back to and always ends up back in a relationship with, except now, but uh, whatever, sad face. Um, And she's also kinky. Ashley, who is our bass player, she's tall, has bright red hair, and the occasional bouts of pyromania with her temper to go with that hair. Slightly stereotypical we redhead. We don't talk but, about Lilith Fair. Yeah, we don't, we don't talk about it. Anyway. And then uh, last, but of course not least, is Michelle, who is uh, the guitarist. She's fit and athletic. She plays sports, especially soccer. And, uh, you know, you can still catch her on uh, doing, you know, studio session stuff for people these mm-hmm. days. Yeah. Yep, okay, so, so tell us what bags they're carrying. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, I needed to kind of look at... Um, um, who they were and who they are today. Yeah. Um, and then kind of pair them up uh, with what I thought were the appropriate bags. So for Lily, I went with a uh, vintage uh, circa 90s L.L. Bean satchel mm-hmm. that she got while touring in Maine. Oh, Maine. So, 
Oh. So she was, you know, the band was up in Maine. Yeah, I remember this uh, they trip. Did a number, <laughs> yep, they did a number of gigs, you know, up through Kenny Bunkport and things like that. And um, uh, along the way, there are pictures, like you can see pictures of it. Lily has this um, black satchel just over the shoulder. You know, it has like a single flap that goes over the top of it that buckles in. And the thing about Lily is like Lily would just like never get rid of that bag. Like yeah. it would get beat up and worn, but Lily would just kind of drag it around with her everywhere. Like it's been in the back of cars. It's been on the floor. Of who knows how many people's bedrooms. Like, <laughs> And, you know, and now it's in like it's probably the one she takes with her to, the, to her coffee shop yeah. every morning. Right. Like yeah. it's just it, like the nylon's kind of worn and soft. But Ella Bean is a lifetime guarantee. So even if it broke, she could get it kind of restitched. Yeah. So I think that's Lily. Yeah. She still got it. Yep. Yep. Uh, Megan. I love Megan. For a number of reasons. I don't know. She's awesome. I love all of her style. Um, Megan is very urban. Yeah, she is. Um, and I think that the bag that suits Megan the best is Chrome Industries. Uh, has a Citizen's Messenger bag. Chrome Industries, their signature piece is their straps always have an auto buckle. Car. It's an old, it's an old car seatbelt. Seat yeah. Yeah, it's the old one, like the one with the square in the middle that you push in, and it's yeah, got yeah. their logo on it. Yeah. So I totally think that Megan has Chrome Industries Citizens Messenger bag. Yeah. Slung, you know, across her back. Yep. Cool. Okay. Uh, Ashley. Um, Ashley is like Ashley's the one who, after leaving the band, like kind of calmed down. She became like a real like she became very much a very she very much became a soccer mom. Like she mm-hmm. went she moved into suburbia. She has a minivan couple kids you know she takes them to practice and all that and for that one um i selected the tomi the stanton nomi tote it is a red shoulder bag in leather red leather because i think ashley has always had a penchant for you know signature red things like her signature red boots that she wore for a long time those were good boots Yep. So, you know, it's it's a it's a tote, so you can certainly carry it. Um it's big enough, the handles are big enough, you can put it you can put your arm through it um and carry it against you. And it's, you know, just basically one big uh giant tote bag, um, which is pretty fitting for Ashley. Uh and then finally for Michelle, I had to take into consideration that Michelle does, like you said, she plays a lot of session work, um, but when, and she's out on, she's out on the um, West Coast, uh, she also plays a lot of sports. Uh, she's she's a, in a beach volleyball pair, uh, and she plays soccer. So uh, Michelle needs a bag that is going to let her uh, carry all of her gear from her recording gigs out to wherever she's playing. Uh, and for that, I selected the Under Armour uh, Undeniable Large Duffel 3.0. Pretty simple duffel bag from Under Armour. Very functional, good center space for holding things like cleats and shin guards and things like that, sunscreen and all of that, while at the same time, you know, able to just put her, um, you know, her recording clothes and stuff in there between stuff. So those were uh, my bag selections for the ladies of uh, the Ditch Lilies. And I always love when we get to do Ditch Lily. Uh, <laughs> Ditch Lily trivia. Ditch Lily. Yeah. I best. mean, this one wasn't so much trivia as much as it was like um, speculative, you know, letting me. Right. Um, merge. And merge also, you know, I got to. Well, and I got to be like bag daddy, right? Like I got to kind of pick the bags <laughs> for each one of them. So. I was going to start dropping that in, you know. Yeah. No, I'm. Starting to lay the groundwork. I'm, Hi, I'm Phil. I'm your bag daddy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We we need to yeah. wrap this up. <laughs> we do. And in order to wrap it up, I need you to tell me about another show on the Misdirected Mark Network. I would love to. She's a Super Geek is an actual play RPG podcast highlighting women as GMs. Join me and Andy every other Tuesday for lots of different RPGs and guests. 
Say, Senda, where can people reach us on the internet? Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pandas Talk Games. Really, 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 the forums are almost here. And if you prefer, you can drop us an email, panda at misdirectedmark.com. And Phil, once they find us in one of those places, what can they do with that information? Please send us your topics. Uh, we love to do shows about the things that uh, interest you the most. So send us your topics. We'll get to work and we'll make shows out of them. We can do them in any format, so don't worry about the uh, question, whether it's super simple or whether it's big and complex. I'll figure out how to get it into a show. If you like what we do here elsewhere on the Misdirected Mark Network, you can support our Patreon campaign. Go to patreon.com slash MMP. Patrons of the show get all sorts of goodies. They get the bonus outtakes uh, from the show. They get the Misdirected Mark After Show, access to the Slack Room for Life, the occasional gift from um, Encoded, which I'm trying to whip up something. I've got some ideas for something coming up, and uh, all sorts of other goodies as we come up with them. Uh, we also like to shout out to our uh, patrons tonight. Shout out to Toby Sennett, the Baron of Britannia. Uh, Steve Farrell, Happy Pride, and the Space Rhino. Just, just I don't cool. know. I don't know who you are, but the Space just, Rhino just is cool. just. I'm digging what I'm digging what you're putting out there. Say, Senda, what's the other thing people can do if they're already supporting the patron or unable to support the patron? Both things are perfectly fine. That make us happy and giddy, and that Apple is splitting into its own application in the next round of the Mac OS. Really? Okay, we'll talk about that later. Anyway, you can leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. Any new review that we get actually really does help new people find the show as well make as making us feel super duper giddy and validated as podcasters. Um, if you leave it somewhere other than the U- US iTunes slash podcast store Apple thingy, uh, then let us know because it's kind of hard to track them all. Anyway, thank you so very, very much to everyone who already has. Say, Senda, show me what bag you have your eye on next. Damn you, it's your fault. This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Show me what you got, eh? Hey, show me what you got. Show me what you got, eh? Hey, show me what you got. Show me what you got. Tonight we're gonna talk about my travel pages. Oh, is that what we're gonna that's just you just that's just the bonus outtakes, huh? Or the outtakes in general. We're just that's what we're that's, doing. Well, that's, that's how we're starting. Okay. We'll see where we go okay, from. Okay, well we're gonna but, keep it short because I gotta edit this in like a short yeah, amount of time. I know. I know. So to stay on topic, yep. right? We're traveling. Yep. So Phil's travel pages. Phil's travel. I mean, that, right. that makes sense. I'm just going to say, I have to insert one thing here. This yeah, is the, how much I love you all, because I'm going to be editing two episodes of Pandas so that we don't miss any releases instead of watching Good Omens this week. So that, is, that is enormous. It's pretty big, and it's. I'm not going to get to finish watching it before I leave for Origins. Um, I w- I've seen the first two episodes, and it was amazing, and I really want to watch so more. I'm going to mention uh-huh. to you that you probably can download them to your iPad. Oh my god, I don't know what I'm doing on And the then plane. you could take it with you on the plane. I have three hours you on should... the plane. <laughs> anyway, so your, your okay. travel stuff. Tell me about your travel stuff in two and a half minutes or less. You got it. 
So I think, as we all understand, I'm fairly um, compulsive, yep. yeah. right? I, I mean, shouldn't say compulsive. Compulsive is the you're, bad. Compulsive is the bad side, organized. right? So, yeah, but I'm organized as a anxiety coping mechanism. That's fair, right? but you so, know that, and you you're dealing with it. Yes. So the way I deal with travel to stay calm is that uh, I open up a page in OneNote, and I literally dump everything about my trip into this page in OneNote. Right, like I have flight information, hotel information. I have uh, restaurants to go to. I have um, a packing list. I have itineraries. If there's anything that's time related, like when to meet people and stuff like that, um, I live out of this. Um, I live out of this OneNote page, and I I start working on it like weeks before a trip, um, and I just chip away at it like like a little each day kind of thing until like I fully built up this, um, fully built up this page. And this is why, if you remember that story, I think we told it previously on the show when we were out at Minnesota, <laughs> and and this, we, we couldn't go to the one restaurant. He and was I like, was, "Yeah, it's no problem." And I looked at him like, "Are you feeling all right?" <laughs> right. Because I had already done all the research on every other restaurant right. on that yeah. row. The reason that it's yeah. funny is not that he suddenly was relaxed about it and no longer cared. It was funny because I didn't understand the true extent of planning that had already occurred so that he would be mm-hmm. able to do that. I could probably one day, if people were interested about it, I could probably go through the chunks of it like and explain like what could, goes into you it. You could but make anyway. a template. Like you could just actually have a template. Like you always do it I the really same way, but you, you could actually have a template for it. And the template would be a thing that we could share, you know? Which is funny because it's the same way because I copy the travel pages year after year. So like the Origins travel page, like I take Origins 2018 and copy it to 2019 and then start fixing it. Right. So you are using it as a template. You just need to make like a, a blank bit. template for everybody else. Anyway, we should start we've hit the, the show. We've hit the time. We're ready to start the show. <laughs> so anyway, that was fine. Phil's maybe in the next episode, which we're recording tonight yeah. as well, we'll talk this about This is the A about show. It. So we'll see what happens in this the This is B the A show. show. <laughs> meow. Meow. Bloop. Oh. What? Yeah. Look, I'm looking at the I was like show. staring at you like I'm not going to fall for it this time. I'm not going to ask I him. I know I'm staring at you and I'm like I'm like why are you not saying it? I'm like what's going on? But I was looking at 160. I was scrolled down the page and not at 159. I, I I looked back at the script cuz I was like did I do what I always do? It definitely says Phil first. <laughs> <laughs> Hint, people, if you haven't really paid attention, we alternate yeah, episodes between who other... starts the yeah. show. Yes. Anyway, when we do two shows, all... yes, never mind. One fifty nine. <laughs> that one was all. That error was all. I know you me. were making faces at me, and I was like, "He's trying to get me to fall for it. I'm not going to fall for it." It says his name first. He's doing the thing. Where I'm he reading in space. I'm looking, and it's like I'm like it's red. It says, "Hey, Phil, why isn't she saying it?" Okay, let's try again with new meows. Okay, okay, new new meows. Yeah, but I just did it fast. I know, I heard that was I did it in two four, yeah. Just I just did it really fast. Okay. The elves go into the west. I'm coming from the west. No, no, okay. I mean, yeah, maybe. It was a Tolkien joke, okay? I mean, um, it was a Tolkien reference. I don't know if I'd count it as a joke. But it was sure. funny. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> okay. Bloop.
I'm gonna get one. Get I'm oh. I'm gonna get one. <laughs> Peak designs everyday backpack. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I am. But in Show gray. Me what you got. <laughs> Show me what you got. Show me what you got. Show me what you got. Uh uh. Thirty six minutes. Let's punch Yeah, oh this my god, out. stop. Say goodbye to everyone. Bye. Bye.